what's up everybody welcome back to your favorite podcast america's favorite podcast is controlled chaos season two episode five here live bar uh early in the morning zach woolley joined by my esteemed colleague owen kiska owen uh, it's a little not early for you it is it is an 8 45 phoenix time here owen how are, what are your thoughts what is your breakfast meal today I uh, didn't have breakfast. Also, oh, no. most importantly, I the resent day. the fact that you don't think the 1045 here is early. It's okay. Everyone. It's okay. It's early. I don't get up until 10 usually on most days. And uh, I had to get up at 930 today. Um, kind of a kind of a shock for me. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to make it through the day. But you how's know? your how, how are your circadian rhythms, Owen? Couldn't tell you, honestly. I took a nap yesterday. It was crazy. Like I, I feel like I would like just completely blacked out for an hour. But um, I love those type of naps. Those are my right? favorite. But then, but then you're just tired when you wake up. Like that was for, at least that's how it you was want to. You want to just go back to sleep. Yeah, exactly. But and that's like me waking up at eight thirty. It's like yeah, you wake up and then you just want to go back to sleep. But nonetheless, the pod never sleeps, and it starts right now. Um, music wise, Owen, we had an album that was kind of dominated the whole weekend. Uh, and that was Lil Nas X new album, Montero, his debut album, debut LP. Um, I don't know what to say about this album. I, I, I see it. I understand it. I understand why people would want to listen to it. Um, there are songs of course, that are catchy. That's the case with Lil Nas X. Um, don't think that it was like album of the year for me, but, um, uh, nonetheless, a couple of good songs. Yeah. Yeah. There were a couple. Um, Doja Cat continues to grow on me mostly oh, as yes. a feature. I think, I think having her on an entire album gets annoying for me, uh, just because her voice is such like a, it's kind of an abrasive sound. Um, so. but, but I do like a lot of her features. So I enjoyed her feature on this, um, dead right now might've been my favorite song off of the album. I believe that was the, right after, uh, right after call me by your name, the intro. Um, I enjoyed that one. And then the last few songs on the album, I think in the middle, I, I kind of zoned out, um, you know, the, the song with Elton John, I didn't even pick up where the Elton John feature was. I wasn't listening that hard. Yeah, uh, the couple I songs really after that kind of mid, but uh, the last couple songs as well, Void, Don't Want It, Life After Salem, those were all pretty decent too. Um, yeah, Don't Want It was probably the most catchiest for me. Um, I think that was the song. It's the one that's going popular on TikTok right now. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, like I said, Key has established himself as a very forward thinking artist. Um, just because it's a new genre that he's making. Like it's not anything not new, if that makes sense. So um, I, I don't know. I props to him for being unique. Um, definitely a different type of sound, definitely lyrics that we've not heard before, um, yeah. but that should be heard in our society um, and should allow people to, you know, want, to feel like they're open and they can have a voice to say whatever they want to say. And that's exactly what he did. So shouts to Lil Nas X might not have been an album of the year, but you know, good to drop in the space. 
So then Owen, um, we got to talk about injury reserve, right? Oh my goodness. What an album. Oh my goodness. I speaking of albums of the year. Yeah. Speaking of albums of the year, I flew, I flew back home. I went back home this past weekend and on my plane ride back, I got to listen to this injury reserve album. And let me tell you, um, what an album, what a piece of work, just really good stuff, riveting stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, just the, just the, um, circumstances it was released in, I think adds a lot to it. Oh, most definitely. Um, just knowing the background, it's a three-man group, um, Stepa Groggs, one of their members passes away last year, maybe 2019, but I want to say last yeah. year. It was right before Mine dropped his album last okay. year, Limbo. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Feature yeah. Feature on Fetus. Yeah. And so when that happened, I kind of just assumed the band would stop existing. Like I, I don't, I didn't think they would drop another album under the injury reserve name. Uh, but we have this. Um, I don't know if they'll drop another one after this because this feels like the perfect, like send off. Yeah. Yeah. Feels like um, it too. It's absolutely insane. Um, the, the, words that I kept coming back to, to describe it to, as were insane and grief stricken. I mean, you can just tell that this has completely shaken up how they view music, how they view the world. Um, and, and I mean, they went out and they dropped an amazing album to, to kind of convey those, those feelings. Um, SS San Francisco, Superman, that uh, ground zero, Post postpartum by storm is the outro. I mean, there are so many great, great songs on this album. Um, it's nothing excessive. Eleven songs, forty-one minutes, gets the job done. Uh, mm-hmm. The intro is beautiful. I mean, I couldn't ask for much more in this album. I think in terms of experimental rap, it may be the best album of the year. I mean, I, I, I the only other album I can think of that would challenge it was the Arm and Hammer album earlier this year with the Alchemist, but. I mean, this album is pretty much as good as it gets when it comes to when it comes to my personal feelings on it. Yeah, um, I don't know. Um, it just seemed like a necessary album and necessary to be put in the space um, to honor and to, like you said, grief stricken. I I felt that throughout the album, and it was you know probably one of the I don't know. I I enjoyed it, it. Yeah, I probably put it in my top five albums of the year, right now. I think uh-huh. I would too. Uh, just just you know, recency bias based off of first listens. I I genuinely have it higher than Donda for sure. Um, yeah. Higher. I mean, yeah. at this point, uh-huh. it's it's definitely higher than Certified Lover Boy for me. Oh no, there's um, no way. So if I love more in my top 10 at yeah. all, there's no way. But I, I do think that this is somewhere in the same breath as, as like the Little Sims album that came out a couple weeks ago, uh approaching the the Tyler the Creator album from earlier this year. So I think once I have more time to kind of digest this album, go back to it, um, you know, figure out how my feelings, how my feelings change over the next couple months, I could see this in my end of the year album of the year list. For sure. Definitely. I mean, top top five material. Yeah. Um, great album. I can see that too. Um, did you have a favorite song? 
I want to say SS San Francisco was the one I kept going back to. I was going to say that too. I was going to say that too. That was like the most replayed. This is also great. Uh, But that one was a single. I've been listening to that one for a couple weeks now. So I think that may be why it's just already sort of in my head. Uh, And then by storm also on as the outro, I enjoyed a lot. So probably those three are on my, are the the top of my list. Yeah. That was really good. Really good album. Um, Necessary. Like I said, very necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, I I wanted to shout out another album that didn't drop this weekend, but dropped in the summer. And I completely forgot uh, that it did drop and that's coast modern with their second LP going mainstream. Um, this is a band that has banger after banger animals by coast moderns, a banger song guru. Their first album coast modern self-titled LP was really, really good. Um, and then they dropped going mainstream at the end of July and only 37 minutes, but a really good, good LP. If you like alternative music, um, tidal waves, a really good song. Hula Hoopin's a great song. Baja Baby is a good song as well. Just on like a very alternative indie rock type vibe. Love them. Love that album. Um, completely forgot about it though. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, the only other else, thing uh, I can else, think yeah. of that that uh, that we have to talk about this week is that Mac Miller's uh, mixtape Faces is going to be coming to streaming next month, I believe October 15th. And Colors and Shapes has already dropped this week uh, with a music video as well. Uh, I couldn't be much more excited for this. I think that if this album had been on streaming services for the past few years, as I've grown on and, and grown to enjoy Mac Miller's music, uh, I think it would be my favorite project by him because I've only listened to it a couple of times, just the hassle to find it. I mean, it's on SoundCloud. It's easily accessible. I just don't use SoundCloud. Yeah. But I mean, we, some of we, the songs we, on this thing, incredible. Can we talk about how un, like back in like 2016, we would love to go on to SoundCloud. And now it's just so like the ads suck. Yeah. You know, you can't find songs easily. Um, it's it's just a rough way to go through the app. But um, anyway, going back, yeah, um, just a little background. Faces originally dropped in 2014, uh, dropped for free uh, in 2014 on Mother's Day weekend. Um, and they've been fighting to get it on DSP since Max death. They finally got it. Um, and like you said, it's, it's going to be... For people that haven't listened to the the mixtape or aren't diehard Mac fans, for them to like see something is going to be huge. And I think we can even like, obviously not you know compare completely, but um, the when Nicki Minaj dropped uh, that long mixtape from I don't even know that was sometime this year when she yeah. dropped that she was you know back to relevancy not relevancy be me up scotty that's right when she dropped that not back to relevancy but back in the back in the news back to bar you know people who need something to listen to are going to listen to that and i think this showcases a, a, an era in in max life that i don't think a lot of people especially i mean in 2014 i didn't listen to it when it came out like no. i wasn't a mac miller fan no, i was I 12 either. so um I think the readability for people to see the full discography of Mac Miller easily is going to be um, good. Good I mean, for the yeah. music industry. 
there's some absolute gems on this album. Uh, there's two different Earl Sweatshirt features. Uh, the second one, New Faces V2, one of the best songs on this album. Um, one of the ones I, I do listen to occasionally. Um, Diablo, I want to say, is another one that that is just incredible. Uh, there's a Vince Staples feature on this thing. There's a Schoolboy Q feature on this thing. There's a Mike Jones feature on this. Um, Who and, is and Mike it's, Jones it, on? I don't know. Can you tell me? Um, but this thing is so good. 24 songs, over an hour long, but it is absolutely worth the listen. Um, such a good project. Yeah, really looking forward to that. October 15th, it will be dropping on DSPs. So, um, Owen, did you have anything else you were banging this week listening to? Um, I know we got to link up this weekend, surprisingly. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. expecting to see you this weekend. Just but Out of the blue. Out of the blue, popped in and got to see brother. So, um, what were you? What were you listening to on your road trip back? I know we were talking about what you were going to listen to, but what did you end up listening to? Um, I went Miseducation of Lauren Hill first. Okay, classic album. Classic. And then I went straight into Astro World after that because I saw a TikTok of a guy who said that Astro World was overrated. And you know what? I, I said screw you, and then I listened to it front to back. And then after that, I went to Good AM actually by Mac really? Miller. And um, as I was pulling into my apartment, I was at like the end of it. I skipped a couple songs just so I could get the Perfect Circle Godspeed. But mm-hmm. um, basically, just those three albums got me got me there in, in good time. That's great. I, I think that that's huge. Being able to have a playlist like Owen, what a guy. Um, you're not gonna. I'm. I listen to some basic stuff. So I listen to the Injury Reserve album, and then um basic got, stuff you know well yeah well no i mean but after that i got all the way through donda before we landed no oh, i actually okay. i ended i ended i my plane touched down to lord i need you oh what a powerful and moving way to land my plane Experience. do you ever do you ever like like road trip or you know you're flying. Do you ever like try to plan the song you land to? Or, I actually did try to do that. The, the one time I've ever flown, which was last month. Uh, I, I so did try cool. to do that. It didn't work out either time, mostly because I either forgot or I fell asleep or um, I just couldn't hear it because I didn't have my volume turned up loud enough. But I, I get the, I get the idea and I do, I do think there's something to be said about that yeah i was always wanting to uh i wanted to land in the past like because i was when i would fly i would be you know going to california or coming back um i remember like two years straight i kept on listening to funk wave bounces by calvin harris that's such a good album um cash out for sure i would always try to land to catch something anything on this album is just banger i mean I don't think there's a bad song on this album and it, it defined the sound of 2017 summer easily. And it still has so much replay value. Shout out Calvin Harris and shout out funk wave bounces volume one. Where's volume two at? That'd be a cultural reset. Owen. Would be absolutely. Definitely. Imagine that's how Frank Ocean comes back. Oh, slide part two back on one of those albums. Oh my God. Dude. That'd be great. Um, but anyway, you can, you can catch all of our, our music happenings this week 
on our playlist, Dot Chaos Radio, updated every week from now on. 15 tracks for me, 15 from Owen. Grand total of 30. Catch that on any DSP, Apple Music, Spotify. We got you covered. Uh, link is in our link tree, which you can find in our Twitter bio, which is going to be at Controlled Chaos Pod. That is controlled spelled C N T R L D Chaos Pod on Twitter. Uh, you're going to want to listen to it. If you need songs to listen to, we got you. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. New, old uh beethoven tchaikovsky bangers um maybe just you know donda chant um donda no but donda donda Donda. (laughs) all jokes aside we got you covered make sure to check that out all you got to do is add our playlist to your library and it will update every week and you will have all these songs at your ready so that being said owen um, as much as it pains me to, let's move on to college football. Before um, we jump into college football, I actually do have a little bit of breaking news. Um, breaking news, Owen. Yeah. Uh, as of 14 minutes ago, the uh, the report came out. Uh, ben Simmons intends to never play another game in a 76ers jersey, and he does oh, not wow. plan on attending camp. So, Oh, wow, Owen. Ben oh, Simmons wow. in a rocket jersey sooner rather than later. Oh my or goodness! What? Would you make that trade, John yes. Wall? John Wall first for Ben Simmons. I just feel like that stunts Absolutely. the growth of the youth. No, I would. I would do it in a heartbeat. Um, I at first, that's exactly how I was thinking about it too. Where does he play? It doesn't matter. Flip him. But the. I, I mean, I. I. I kind of was thinking the same way as you until I mean, you kind of take a step back and you realize that this guy was. In the defensive player of the year talks last year, um, he's a young player on a contract that's not cheap, but it's not John Wall's deal. Um, I mean, he's an all-star caliber player, and the 76ers are willing to get rid of him cheap right now. So if I'm the Rockets, I don't mind jumping on that, even moving him to the four. I, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, I, I think that's the only way where I would be fine with it. Because then you're looking at your your starting five would be Porter, Green, Tate. Tate. Porter, Simmons Green, Wood. Tate, Simmons, Wood. That's a small lineup. That's a, but that's I a like good it. lineup, though. It's that's a fast. good lineup, though. That lineup's going to run. I mean, Ben Simmons is an amazing defender. Uh, he'll he'll definitely get the job done, make up do you for include, any lack of post-defense Wood has. I mean, Do you include Eric Gordon in that deal? If they'll take him, sure. I don't care. I want to keep EG, but that's selfish of me. Um, Kelly Iko released his projected Rockets depth chart. Um, yeah, obviously, I would probably go wall and house, and they're probably going to want to package a pick, but um, wall, house, and a heavily protected next three-year first-round draft pick. None of the Nets picks, one of our picks. Um and then I would like to see if I could try to get Simmons and like, I don't know. I would love Matisse Thibel in a Rockets uniform. Don't know if that's going to happen though. I doubt they'll get rid of him, especially if they're getting rid of Simmons just because Matisse Thibel is kind of a Ben Simmons prototype. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I, get I don't see them getting rid of both. What about Furkan Korkmaz? Does he still on the Sixers? I think he was last year. Yeah. I don't know no, why you I don't, don't want to. I don't want him. I was just memeing. But um, 
a yeah, Turkish moved, connection with Alpi. Yeah. Well, no, you, you'd probably play Simmons at the three, still keep Tate at the four, I would think. It's pretty but, much interchangeable at that God. point. Simmons is bigger, so he could probably do a better job playing the four defensively. True, true. But, I mean, the skill sets are, are pretty much interchangeable at those two positions. Yeah, I'm just finding it hard to find minutes for guys that aren't named Jalen Green. Like, how's Josh Christopher? Well, if you trade Eric Gordon as well, Josh Christopher gets bumped up for sure. KJ will, I mean, I don't I know. Mean, there's, I mean, I there's honestly see... Have to be movement. I honestly see Jacob spending some time in the G League this year. Yeah, I, for I sure. don't think he's immediately going to be in the team's rotation, uh, and that's completely fine. Yeah, um, he 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 has a bunch of time to develop. But if we can have Simmons and Wood be our first team unit at, at the big, and then have the two rookies have Alpi and uh, Garuba be be the backup power forward and center, I am more than okay with that. If we can have a bench unit led by I guess Dante Exum, now that we brought him back. Uh, Daniel House is the backup three. Garuba and Alpi as the four and five. And then the backup point guard. I don't, I don't know. I maybe. would seem to think, I would seem to think you're going to lose one of EG or House if you make this trade. And that's fine. Preferably House. I don't like House anymore. So I, I don't mind. Either one. I will of them going. I oh, will I forgot myself. we had Daniel Tice. Yeah, that's, that's, that's another... the odd man out right there. Yeah, like where are you getting him minutes? Yeah, that's going to be the issue. Um, because you have Simmons start at the three or four and then move to the one when you sub out Tate or Tice. True. You could. Yeah, you could have Simmons be your backup point guard. If that exactly, makes sense. just one. Still, just have KPJ, Jalen Green, and Simmons have two out of three of them on the court at all times, basically, or, or yeah. at least one out of the three, because any of those three guys can run the one. Yeah. That'd be just a meme for Daryl Moore. He tries to trade to get James Harden for Ben Simmons and didn't even want to include Tyrese Maxey. Now we're going to trade him our, our John wall, our You're lovely tank, a popcorn our lovely, machine, our lovely tank commander for um, his, his beautiful boy. I don't know. I still think Simmons goes somewhere else. Maybe Minnesota. Me too. But I, I would not mind seeing him in a Rockets uniform at all. I, I will say that. Um, no, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. Um, makes the team more competitive, for sure. Absolutely. Immediately um, puts us back in the playoff picture. Yeah. Eight seed. Sneaky eight seed. Young mm-hmm. eight seed. Mm-hmm. But if you trade for Ben Simmons, is he your franchise cornerstone now? Are you building no. around Ben Simmons? No. You're building around Jalen Green easily. Um, interesting. We don't, but we don't have to pay Jalen Green for four seasons, and by then Simmons will be gone. So yeah. he's, he's and then James Harden will be back. James Harden will be back, uh-huh. and then we're gonna, yeah, you know, going. um, and then Hakeem Olajuwon's going to get a knee replacement. He's going to come, and then they're going to get Vernon Maxwell to come as well. So we'll all, you know, be back to where we need to be. Um, and by 2025, we'll be holding up the Larry OB at the Intuit Dome, home of the Los Angeles Clippers. Well, that, that wouldn't work out, but we'd find, we'd find a way to play at the Intuit Dome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just LOL Clippers, man. LOL. Did you see Kyrie? Or not Kyrie, Kawhi and uh, PG. Oh, at the, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They were not amused by who at whatever was going on at the Intuit Dome. No. Shout out Inglewood, man. Shout out gentrifying Inglewood. God love it. I think they're going to be the first basketball team to play at a dome. 
like actually call their home arena the dome since the Spurs played at the Alamo Dome. So shout out for not thinking like an arena or forum or field house or center dome. Good for the Clippers. Good for the Clippers and good for good for domes all around the world. Domes making a comeback. Astrodome, let's go. All right. Oh, and that excursion aside, let's get to the college football. As much as I don't want to talk about it, um, let's start out with the good stuff. Cincinnati make the second half comeback. Well, it's kind of sad for you. Michael Penix Jr. Uh, bamboozled by the Bearcats defense. Um, Cincinnati wins 38 to 24 by week this week. And then Notre Dame uh, at Notre Dame Stadium to make mm-hmm. a big statement win next week. That'll be interesting. They look good. They look good. Yeah. They look good in the second half. In the first half, a little shoddy. Second half, pretty good. Um, the team that they're going to play, Notre Dame, 27-13 over Purdue. Kind of slow to begin the game, but once they got going, Cone looked good. Buckner, I Buchner, whatever you want to call him. He's uh, – I, I, I like seeing him, but Cone looked good. Cone yeah. looked good. Um, your boys, uh, Texas, they finally get a, a, cookie, uh, a cookie game against the Owls of Rice, and they – Put up a 50-burger, 58 to nothing. Owen, I know you were just so excited to see that you beat Rice. And you've, you knew, oh, yeah. you know, hey, we can beat a team. You know, we're, we're not mm-hmm. – we can win again, you know. Yeah. You know, it's not going to sure. be a losing streak. Yeah, um, definitely. But, um, I mean, the only reason I tuned into that game after the first quarter really was to see if Jarrett Smith got in the game. Um, I mean, it was, it was a – no, he didn't. We got through – five running backs i want to say he would have been the sixth but we didn't get to him but Mm. casey thompson i mean his first start as a longhorn technically um love to see it it was a pretty easy game uh no it was it was the easiest game he will play in his entire career um go owls man go owls shout out rice stadium yeah i mean we were just running all over the super bowl 427 rushing yards Bijan had a 62-yarder. Roshan Johnson had a 72-yarder. Keelan Robinson, the Alabama transfer, had a 65-yarder. Um, Xavier Big Worthy. Xavier Worthy finally had a breakout game. Five-star, I want to say, freshman. Uh, 88 receiving yards and a touchdown. Team just looked good overall. I mean, anytime you can shut out a team and score 58, 44 of them in the first half, I mean, you're in pretty good shape. But uh, it was also fun to see Luke McCaffrey out on the field. Love it, Owen. Happy of, for uh, you. Of Nebraska, of Nebraska Lord. glory. Uh, now, now the Rice, I guess, backup quarterback because they benched him after the first quarter. A little rough for him, but I mean, I don't know what else to say. It was a pretty boring game. Um, yeah. Um, Arizona State lost. That's all that matters. Um, Bama beat. Florida. No, we're gonna keep talking about it. Uh, okay. okay. We have what do you to, what do you what do you want to what do you want to say? You know, we we spent a lot of time talking about Texas and Arkansas last week, so okay. I'm gonna make sure we we get through this game. We talk our way through it. Um, okay, Owen. Sounds good. First of all, you can't just skip past Baylor Romney like that. Uh, um, Baylor Romney one for one with a touchdown. Uh, he I was, owns I was, Arizona State. He does. Um, I guess. Uh, ooh, so mad about this game still. Arizona State played Arizona State. There's no way. Arizona State's a better, more talented team than BYU. But BYU is a smart team. And that is something Arizona State is very much not. Um, 
where do I start? Uh, I, I don't know what to I would to start say. at the four turnovers and the 16 penalties. I mean, you got to start at the opening kickoff where they fumbled the opening kickoff. BYU touchdown two plays later. Um, just silly, silly mistakes. Um, you get an interception um, and you try to run it back for a touchdown. And oh my God, no. dude, that play was hilarious. <laughs> it was a terrible play and it sucks. That was hilarious. Um, man, I don't know. You, you, you make a big play and you're like, okay, here we go. We're going to go get back in the game. False start. Offense. Next play. False start. Offense. Next play. Holding. Offense. What did you have? And four it, false starts on one drive? Yes. We were at the 48-yard line, and we ended up at the five. Make that make sense. Or at the, the 15. Um, Only I, it was pretty cool to see. Uh, it was, I have to, I have to throw I, uh, this joke in there. It was pretty cool to see BYU have a whiteout game as well. Yeah. First time in um, since last week. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, one bright spot, though, has to be the punter, Eddie Shaplisky. Eddie is a dog, down to punt at the one, almost down at another one at the one. Um, bright he was spot. those things fly. You know, Owen, you could say Notre Dame – offensive line you you could say lsu dbu i want to let it be known that asu is punter you that's pretty punters good. are people too michael hey, turk speaking of punting can we look at byu's punter ryan Recco had an 83 yarder uh he was letting it fly he he was banging it he was banging he was dropping it. We, bombs we, too he was dropping bombs um thing was definitely the, the bright spot of this game um, great punter play and you know and Baylor they Romney. did their job Baylor Romney getting in the game is awesome um I just wish it had been to Gunner Baylor to Gunner would have been electric but it was yes. actually to Isaac Rex the tight end so you know you know El Paso's standing up for Baylor right now oh Franklin absolutely high school stand absolutely up. missionary I think he did his missionary in San Jose California so San Jose stand up for your missionary or love it big missionary uses ASU is no longer ASU's game against UCLA, which once thought of as game day, now been relegated to Fox Sports 1. ASU plays Colorado this week, um, and that game has been relegated to ESPNU. See, lucky for you, Owen, when Texas is irrelevant like they are many times, y'all get to play on the Longhorn Network. We have to play on ESPNU or the biggest slap in the face, Pac-12 Network. That means Fox or ESPN doesn't want your yeah, game. Yeah, Pac-12 Network and you get to be um, you know, don't, 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 don't hate on the Pac-12 network. Come on, Owen. <laughs> How do you watch you're, the you're Pac-12 just, network? You're just, you're just mad because it's not in your home and you don't get to watch the Pac-12 Yeah, network. I don't know how to watch it. Is there a way to watch well, it? Um, no. As of right now in the South, there is not, Owen, unless you have oh, um, some third world cable provider. But you can watch Pac-12 Insider, 24 hours of Pac-12 content, including streams like I'm a part of every week, pack12insider.com. Oh, Shameless plug. Um, nice. I do want to talk and speak highly on the Northern Arizona Lumberjacks strolling into Tucson, strolling into Wildcat Stadium, and laying a lick on the University of Arizona, who have now have not won a game in over 700 days. They are the definition of irrelevant. Um, they are probably the least relevant team in the uh, all the NCAA. Taking in Power over five the at spot, least. 
once held by Kansas. It was Arizona for a second too, but horrible. It has to be Arizona at this point. How do you lose? Northern Arizona lost forty-two to sixteen to Sam Houston State and thirty-four to seven to South Dakota. How do you lose to a team in the Big Sky? Two Pac-12 teams have lost to a team in the Big Sky. Unbelievable! But I love it. I love it. Big Sky suffer, 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 Wildcats. Bear down, JK. Yeah. No forks up. I mean, no we can we can keep kid. we can keep talking about the Pac-12 and move on to UCLA, the other half of that. Uh, okay, that I, I, ASU, I don't understand. Game. I don't understand the hatred. Fresno State's a good ball team. They're a really good ball team. I don't. I don't think that they should be memed. Um, I mean, it's not a meme. They, Jake Hayner is a dog. Yeah, they almost beat Oregon Week One. Like we knew that. I knew that Fresno State was going to be a tough opponent for UCLA this week. Um, and the quarterback, yeah, Jake Hayner, knew he was going to win this game. Fool me once against Oregon, shame on me, shame on you. Fool me against UCLA, nah, you're not. I'm going to win. And he did that. And Absolutely. shouts to Fresno State. I thought that was a really good game. Uh, once again, really great to the Pac-12, Pac-12 network, of course. Um, so, Owen, you didn't get to watch it. I'm sorry. No. Always great, though, when you can have a, a team like Fresno State walk into the Rose Bowl and come out with a W. Um, oh, yeah. That's a, that's a, I mean, you, that's a program-shifting yeah. win for you. Absolutely. I mean, UCLA is a good team. DTR is one of the best quarterbacks in the Pac-12. Hands down. I mean, you, you can put he him might, up He might be the anybody. best quarterback. He might be the best. Um, I mean, Oregon, It's a lot of their success has come from their running backs. Uh, Jaden Daniels in the preseason looked like one of the better quarterbacks in the pack, but I mean, he hasn't been good so far. Yeah. At least he hasn't been best in the pack material. I mean, Keaton Slovis has already dropped the game to Stanford. Um, It may be DTR at this point, but it might be, it probably is honestly. Um, Yeah. Back to pack though. Um, God, man, let's talk about Clemson. They barely beat Georgia tech 14 to eight. What is is the Georgia Tech spread offense going to going to be electric? Second season in action. Their quarterback attempted thirty four passes. That's that's building the program brick by brick. I'm gonna say I'm not used to seeing that. That's crazy. But you know what I miss, Owen? Georgia Tech being sponsored with Russell. That was the only saving grace about them. Now they're just a silly beta Adidas school that sucks. But shout out to Georgia Tech putting in a hard-fought ACC loss. Maybe they'll make the um, – what are we thinking? What are we thinking bowl-wise for them? I'm thinking maybe a Boca Raton bowl appearance. What do you think? Uh, what's that one? It's like the, the Gasparilla Bowl or whatever. Oh, the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl? Yeah. From Put them in the Bad Field. Boy Are you Millers. kidding me? They're going to go to the Gasparilla Bowl. Congrats. No, it's actually the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl this year. It's on December oh, 23rd. Horrible. What happened yeah, to Bad Boy I, Mowers? I don't man. think Bad Boy Mowers has a game this year. Oh, that's unfortunately. Horrible. Or they could go to the Barstool Arizona Bowl, Owen. <laughs> no. Um, but no, good, good hard-fought loss for them. The roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. That's terrible. That's terrible. Horrible. The um, Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. Ooh, that, that makes no sense because you're not tropical at all in Frisco, Texas. 
That is not dropped though. You're playing at the same spot where they play the NCAA Division Two champion, Division One A championship. So, um, wow. Uh, let's talk about OU, man. That was a good game for Nebraska. Um, they if they wouldn't have missed those two field goals, they probably maybe win that game. I don't know. Uh, the the interception that o- OU had was nuts, Owen. Absolutely, and Gus on the call. Oh my God, Mo- one of the moments of the college football season there, and that's coming from a UT fan. I mean, that was that might be the best interception I've ever seen in a college football game. I mean, I don't know how you can make a better catch than that. Yeah. Um, just so good. So good. I, OU's going to lose one of these weeks. They just they don't have look to. good. They I hope they're good. undefeated when they come to the Cotton Bowl, just so UT can hand them their first loss. And I'm, I'm absolutely setting myself up for failure because the chances we beat Oklahoma at the Cotton Bowl are very, very low this year. Uh, I'm not excited for it at all. But if Oklahoma gets through West Virginia and Kansas State, which Kansas State in the Little Apple is not going to be an easy game. Um, I could see Texas handing OU their first loss. That's all I'm saying. OU looks vulnerable. They do look very vulnerable. Very, very much vulnerable. Um, moving on to their future conference, the SEC. Bama hangs on against Florida. Um, I thought Florida had a chance there. Um, Absolutely. They can, if they can play the two-point conversion and get it to overtime, very mm-hmm. interesting. Very interesting. 50-50. But, I mean... Um, do you think this game says more about Bama or does it say more about Florida? Did Bama says more almost about lose or did Florida It says more about lose? Florida. It says more about Florida. I think we knew Bama was going to be good, um, but those SEC opponents are always tough, and Florida showed that they're really good um, under Dan Mullen, uh, you. But, um, yeah, I think it said more about Florida, in my opinion. I thought that they – they showed that they had a lot of grit, had a little bit of quarterback controversy going into this week. They ended up playing, you know, their quarterback did really well. Um, it, it's just discipline. It's discipline. And I think that they, if they, if they come at them in the SEC championship game, it'll be a lot different. Yeah. I just think that the road to the SEC championship is going to be tough for Florida because they're in yeah. the same, they're in the same division as Georgia now. Yeah. That'll be a really good game. Florida Georgia is going to be insane this year. In Jacksonville, Owen, of all places. Oh, Electric. Um, so that was good. Uh, other notable SEC game, interconference, not interconference, a little little Big Ten SEC action. Uh, Penn State wideout game. Uh, another wideout, Owen. Yeah. Love it. Stole the um, idea from BYU, I hear. I know. Jeez. Unbelievable. <laughs> but they beat Auburn 20 to 20. Um, 110,000 people packed Penn State Stadium. That's a lot. That's 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 a massive human and humanity. Now I hate to be that guy, but I have to ask: How many people in that stadium do you think actively had COVID at the time that they entered it? Well, if you use if you use you know standard metrics, you could say. What is it, about 1.8%? That's like the positivity rate right now. So if you do your if you do your your math, even though I'm not the math major, Alan, right, let's um, see. you're looking at about 1,100 people with the vid. If you get, if you think one percent of the entire population at the yeah. stadium, 
So depending upon where they were spread it out, give or take, what's your confidence interval, Owen? I don't know. Is it a 95% confidence interval? I'm gonna I, go I mean, there were, dig- it could be, it could be four digits and that's always fun. To it think could about. be. It could be four digits. I don't but, know if it's fun to think about. But no, it's not fun. It's something you got to think about. Yeah. Um, um, the only other thing I have to say from that game is that Auburn definitely has one of the best backfield name duos in the country uh, with Bo Nix as the quarterback and Tank Bigsby as the running back. Can't Tank's do much better than that. The only other team I could I could find this week that had a, t- a, a name duo like that was SMU. Uh, with Tanner Mordecai at quarterback and Ulysses Bentley the fourth at running back, which is an electric name. That's a great running back name. Uh, and speaking of SMU, they won on a hail mary. That's why I was looking at that box score and checking them out because electric stuff. Uh, a, a, an honest to god hail mary, like 36, 37 yards out, uh, as time expired to stun Louisiana Tech. Um, go Stangs. And the funny thing is, Owen, we, we, we know Ulysses Bentley. He played our Clearbrook Wolverines. Uh, remember, we played C.E. King Hoke Homecoming oh, junior him? year. That was him. No, I knew that name was him. Familiar. Oh, my God. That's, I, that's knew that name was I didn't familiar. even realize that. That's the crazy. C.E. King grad, Ulysses I Bentley. I literally watched Ulysses Bentley play football. Uh, and run and he, up and down the field. Oh, against man. He absolutely ruined us. But that is absolutely electric. I didn't even That's realize. That's awesome. That's great. Shout out Houston High School football, man. Let's go. Tanner Mordecai, dog, Ulysses Bentley, Pitbull. That's all we need to know. Um, so on that note, Owen, I mean, good week. Um, we kind of have another like lackluster type week um coming up. But do we have a do we have good matchups this week? I don't know. I have been uh, not paying attention because my team is wallowing in the sorrows. We've got irrelevant. Notre Dame, Wisconsin. Oh, that's 11, that's, that's, 11 o'clock uh, yeah. start. It's the, the Fox noon kickoff at Soldier Field, too. That's fun. That's always fun. That's going to be a good game. Uh, um, Texas AM at Arkansas. Ooh, that'll be good. Put Texas Arkansas AM on upset 16. alert right now. Coming from a Texas fan, uh, watch out when you go play Woo Pig in Arkansas because Fayetteville will be raw. Oh, wait, no, they're playing in Arlington. Damn. Oh, I wanted them to have to go into Fayetteville. Yeah, it's that, always that a, atmosphere is crazy. It's but, always a, it's always because remember it's like a rivalry game. It's like it's like yeah. Cowboys classic or dumb. dumb yeah, scene, dumb neutral scene. neutral site for that one. That's going to be another good top twenty five matchup. Uh, I'm interested to see UCLA play Stanford. That's not going to be a game that goes you know super high on the radar. In fact, it's on Pac twelve Network, which I don't really understand. Uh, I know there are some people angry about that this week. Just the the, the selection of games. I want to say Oregon Arizona is on. ESPN, yeah, it is. Uh, that's the late game. That's going to be an absolute walloping. So interesting, interesting scheduling choices by by ESPN this week, but whatever. You know, we get to find ourselves on ESPNU, and that's all that matters. Shout out there to you. you. Um, the equivalent of ESPN 8, the Ocho. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, Notre Dame was constantly really good. Great. Texas, Texas Tech as well. I'm going to be there. So that's if, be you're, if you're Cincinnati – and Notre Dame loses, that hurts. You want Notre Dame to win. Yeah, uh, and definitely. I want Notre Dame to win. Who doesn't want Notre Dame to win? I do um, want them to win. I mean, I other know. than that, I'm not seeing much. Kansas State, Oklahoma State, meh. West Virginia, Oklahoma, meh. Um, I mean, like I said, my horns are taking on Texas Tech. That should be a good game to open up conference play. Um, I expect us to win. 
but at this point, who even knows what's going to happen? Um, and then we've got a, a game that would be great if it were college basketball, but it is unfortunately college football. Uh, Kansas takes on Duke in a non-conference matchup this week. That's that'll be fun to watch. Not that I'm going to. If you if you care. like bad football, yes. I don't care. Um, but no. Um, we're going to see a lot of things start balancing out now. Uh, very weird start to this season, Owen. Very weird mm-hmm. start to the season. It doesn't um, feel like there's a dominant team. It's weird. Yeah. I don't, I, do know, know who, I don't know what prompted I do know, the change. I do know who I'm picking for Heisman, and that's going to be Matt Corral. He is disgusting. He's really, really good. Um, let, I think he's, he's got to be Bijan Robinson's biggest competition. Oh, yeah. Better watch out, Bijan. He's the official uh, Texas player for – some barbecue place. I, th- I think it's Killens. He's the, you know, Pinkerton's. He He's mm, Pinkerton's official sponsor. Shout out to the NIL for Bijan making the most of his dough. Um, but going back to Ole Miss, uh, can we talk about the powder blue Tulane and whatever Ole Miss was wearing? Just so cool. Ole Miss, No, Ole Miss had the, had the red unis with the powder blue helmets. Oh, mercy absolutely gorgeous i right those are the two teams that have the best uniforms in college football because they both wear the powder blues except since they couldn't wear them at the same i wouldn't have even minded if they both wore them at the same Uh time like that's one week where they can just wear the same color jerseys i don't care uh but Ole miss to to counteract went with the went with the powder blue helmets or like baby blue helmets and the the battle red unis um absolutely electric such a such a good matchup um, I honestly wish I had tuned into that game just to stare. I wouldn't have even watched what was happening on the field. Uh, Ole Miss won 61 to 21 and they didn't even score in the fourth quarter, but I, I wish I could have just been there to watch the game. Yeah, that would have been fun. Um, so yeah, Owen, uh, NCAA looks good. What do we have to say? Quick turnaround, but what do we have to say about the Texans? Well, we were good for six quarters, Owen, and uh, then brother Tyrod uh, is out for down for the count. Texans lose against the Browns, thirty-one to twenty-one. Uh, Tyrod is now out for a month, uh, and Nico Collins is also out. So, bring on Davis Mills, Owen. Bring on Davis Mills. In the words of Ben Dubose, "This is Houston sports. This is what this we is get. what we get. This is what we get." <laughs> This is what we get. This is what we deserve. It does suck, though. It does suck. Tyrod Taylor looked really good. And he literally hurts himself on the last play of the half, running out of bounds, throwing the ball away. And Davis Mills comes out, looks like a wet napkin playing quarterback. Um, Wet napkin. Good adjective. Thank you. Uh, And and just like that, I mean, we we don't have a personality as a team anymore. So maybe Uh, Davis Mills goes out and proves me wrong. We're the fighting Davis Mills now, uh, whether we like it or not. Davis Mills is our boy now, and we're going to have to live with that. I mean, uh, he's a he's a he's a he's a different guy. He's a different guy. And yeah. man, man, I don't know. I don't know about Brother Davis. Um, I mean, him, him and Brandon Cooks hooked up in the end zone in the second half once completion percentage below 50 percent. And he threw an interception, but he did have a touchdown. So. Yeah, silver, did silver you know, lining, I guess. Did you know, Owen, highest QBR of any NFL quarterback through first two weeks? Tyrod. Tyrod Taylor. Absolutely. So, 
don't know have anything else to say about that. Uh, it's sad. It's tough. You gotta, you gotta wish the best for the guy. I, I don't think this is going to be a Deshaun situation where, uh, Tom Savage gets booted and Deshaun comes in and wins the starters role. I don't think Davis Mills is the future. Um, neither. he could go, he could go out and prove me wrong. And I would love that. But as of right now, non-mobile guy, eh, not really, yeah. not really. There. Have but, we, have we signed a backup yet? No, we, 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 know who we, our backup's gonna be? we, we elevated Jeff Driscoll from the practice squad. So Jeff Driscoll is our backup plan. So, uh, oh, it's so bad. Okay. That's, That's fine. Yeah. One step closer Alexis. to the, the quarterback of our dreams, whichever one we want. Just give us that first DJ Uyagalele. No, no, we'll probably take Spencer, Spencer Rattler. Rattler's the guy. Spencer Rattler. Spencer as much Rattler. as it I'm sucks. A- we don't take a QB though. We don't take a QB. Um, Are you next, sure about this that? Coming up, no. That, I could see us taking one second round, but I, I I can understand thinking that first round we go somewhere else. Avon Thibodeau would be a great great pickup. Kyle Hamilton, um, alongside Justin Reed, electric. Derek Stingley. Reed also Reed also got hurt during that game. We got yeah, back. He did. That's fine. I think he came back. Uh, I think so. Who knows? He has, Who cares? He has at least one. Of, he has at least one of those every week where he goes down, and you're like, "Oh no, Justin Reed's hurt. He's the only good defensive player," uh, and then he's back on the next drive. So, yeah, he's he's okay. They they have announced he's good. So good to know. Good to know. Um, other news in the NFL realm: uh, the Cowboys walked it off against the Chargers. Greg the Legs are line fifty-six yard bomb. Electric. Great stuff. Um, I want to shout out Tony off. Pollard there. Oh, yeah. Tony Pollard looked Which, great. Not good for my fantasy team because uh, playing against him or what? No, I mean, Zeke's not oh, getting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zeke's not performing to expectations, which is fine, I guess. Um, other news uh, another walk off uh, from brother Randy Bullock walks it off in overtime. Gets the Seahawks a sloppy game on both ends. Just. Not good football at times, but Titans get the win. They are now tied for first place in the AFC South. Um, let's talk about that game between the Ravens and the Chiefs. Uh, can we talk about Jackson Mahomes dumping dumping water on Ravens fans, which could in some states be uh, grounds for second-degree assault uh, in 10 years in prison? That's interesting. Um I didn't even see that. I'm not, not going to lie. Uh, the last time Jackson Mahomes even entered my mind, uh, the fact that he was a human being was the TikTok dance after the Super Bowl when they lost, which I, I thought was amazing. Um, lose the Super Bowl to Tom Brady, and then you just film a film a TikTok from the from the suite. That was fun. But electric. I mean, I I didn't I didn't watch this game. I'm not going to lie. I was busy that night. I, I had work. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on the plane, so I didn't really care. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But, I mean, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, costly fumble at the end of the game. Chiefs looked like they were in good position to win it. Um, I mean, that was that was the that was the nail in the coffin right there. I mean, they were driving. They were in field goal range, you know, near the two-minute warning. Um, but you obviously can't take anything away from Lamar Jackson's performance. Um, over 100 yards on the ground, two rushing touchdowns, another – 250 yards and a touchdown on the air. He looked great. Uh, despite two interceptions in the first quarter to Tyron Matthew. Uh, after that, he figured things out. And then, 
I mean, Marquise Brown looks like a stud. He does. He does. Um, I don't know, man. Um, I, I there were there were some other good games. I I like I, I we we came into the season not expecting that much, and um, yeah, I don't know. It looks like uh, I mean it, it still looks like the West, both Wests the West are going to be the divisions the, yeah. to beat. Five yeah. of the seven remaining undefeated teams come out of one of the West divisions: 49ers, Rams, Cardinals, Raiders, and Broncos. And then the only other undefeated teams are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Carolina Panthers. So, definitely an interesting list of teams there. Um, the winless teams are a little bit less surprising. Jets and Jaguars, I could have seen coming. The Colts at 0-2 is a little bit surprising. Giants, Lions, Vikings, not super surprising. Falcons 0-2, not super surprising. And then other than that, I mean, still looks like everything's pretty much up in the air. So, I think it's going to be an interesting season. No, no team in college football or the NFL, for that matter, looks just completely dominant. So, I think it's going to make for an interesting season in both of them. Um, the only thing that looked dominant this past week in the NFL was Aaron Jones and, and Derrick Henry. But uh, I feel like we need to talk about that Monday night game as well because Aaron Rodgers is back. Aaron Jones is back. Um Everyone remembers Aaron Rodgers' terrible performance week one, one of the worst starts of his career. Uh, but Aaron Jones in that game had five carries for nine yards. Um, and he came back with a bang, four touchdowns. I believe three of them were receiving. Uh, so monster day for both of them. Devontae Adams had over 100 yards. Uh, TJ Hawkinson almost cost me in my fantasy matchup because he went off. Um, he was literally one like five-yard touchdown away from beating me. So glad that didn't happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm as a neutral NFL fan, I think it's good to see Aaron Rodgers back and, and in business because that Packers team is fun to watch when their offense is clicking. Um, and that's what we saw Monday night. I, I mean, it's against the lions defense, but, um, they've got a couple guys there. So I think that game was pretty fun. Um, how about the Buccaneers? Mike Edwards, two pick Bucs? sixes, Josh Rosen sighting for Atlanta. That was great. That's a uh, he came he came in and threw a couple incomplete passes, but Tom Brady's like sixty four now. He threw five touchdowns. He said Mike he's gonna Edwards, play till he's fifty on a, on a on a Jamie Moyer type beat. But except he's not a mediocre he's starting not a, pitcher. He's, 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 not a he's pitcher. the greatest he's of all time. Contact sport. Let him let him get taken down like twice by Kayvon Thibodeau in a game, and he'll be he'll be packing his things. Um, but no, I mean he's incredible. Um, it's hard to argue that there's ever been a quarterback as good as him. So it's going to be fun to watch him again, I guess, even though I don't really enjoy it. Um, but, I mean, Mike Edwards is the, is the real star of this game, if we're being honest. When you score yeah. 12 points as a defensive player, that's always a good day. And, I mean, other than that, um, I don't even know what to talk about this week. We can talk about I mean, injuries. La- la- yeah, a week of injuries and Zach Wilson throwing four interceptions, which was tough to watch. But you know what? I, I believe in brother. He's going to bounce back. I'm not even worried about it. Yeah. BYU legend Zach Wilson. Yeah. Of oh, lore. No. Many, much lore. I, I don't, I I don't know. And I, that team is such a dumpster fire. And not it's as bad so as the bad. Texans, but it's a dumpster fire. Let's be real. They're trying to it's rebuild so it, but bad. it's going to take a while. It's going to take a minute. I think um, that's the worst team in the NFL. I think they're even worse than the Jaguars just because 
Those two teams are in really similar situations, except the Jaguars have the number one overall pick from last year and the Jets have the number two overall pick. Not to mention the the starting running back for for the Jets is Michael Carter and uh, Ty Johnson and then Tevin Coleman. So that's quite the quite the tandem of running backs. But I had the Patriots defense in both of my fantasy football teams, so that was another that was another bright spot of the week for me. Um, we're just hitting all the fantasy football points. I also had Derrick Henry. We didn't mention him earlier from that game where the Titans walked it off, but he was ridiculous in the second half in overtime. So very thankful for that. But, I mean, other than that, pretty mad. Carson, Carson Wentz sprained both of his ankles. The Bills shut out the Dolphins. Pat um, McAfee made an appearance on Monday Night Football. That's electric. Uh, the, I found out that the Washington football team's long snapper's name is Cameron Cheeseman. So that was cool. Uh, he was actually the long snapper for the game-winning field goal by Dustin Hopkins. So there's another walk-off kick. Um, Clear Lake High School legend Dustin Hopkins. Yeah, he rides again. He rides again for the WFT. Absolutely. I mean, other than that, I don't even know what to talk about from this week. It was really boring. Justin Fields came in and struggled. That's another just yeah. meh. I did like his press conference after the game where he explained what he was wrong. Instead of saying, I need to look at the tape, he knew exactly what they were talking about and he discussed it. Yeah. It's always good to see from a young player. Exactly. He definitely has the locker room. He just has to go out and perform at this point, and that'll come with experience. Exactly. It comes with time, patience. Yeah. Get the, red rifle, the red rifle needs to ride for a couple more games. Get 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 his feet more wet with the offense, and then it'll be his team. Keys to the Chicago will go to one, him. one more concussion for Dalton, and Fields will, Fields will take the starting job i think one more just one more i mean it was i mean we we've already said it a million times in the past five minutes but it really just was a mediocre week in the nfl yeah very much so especially when you could look forward to oh and i'm just gonna make the segue right now when you're looking forward there's two more weeks in the regular season of baseball and we we got races we got we got teams making jumps that we wanted to teams making not making jumps that we wanted to uh we got mvp races to talk about like it's week two we need to move on, uh, yeah. and we're gonna move on. Uh, how about the How about the Cardinals? Let's start with them. They've won ten in a row. They have a four game lead in the NL Wild Card. It looks like they're gonna be headed to LA to face off against Max Scherzer and the Dodgers, uh, and they look good. They look good. They're finally clicking. Uh, very dangerous lineup with Goldie. Uh, very dangerous lineup with Arenado. An extremely dangerous lineup with Lars Nootbaar. God status. Um, dog status for sure. Um, and the Padres just—we knew it was a tough schedule. Let's not lie to ourselves. It was a tough schedule, but the teams falling apart to a certain extent. Machado and Tatis having a dispute, um, amongst other things. It's just you know, it, it's baseball tough gods to are see. trying to tell us something with the Padres. I don't know. Uh, they're certainly not helping out their cause by by losing some games that they should be winning. Um, tonight being one of those, they just lost in the ninth to the Giants, blew a save. Uh, but at some point, you you have to just kind of look at it and just say, wow, because um, I want to say the exit velocity, like on the on the base hits in the ninth inning for the Giants that gave them the the lead and the eventual win, were 71, 75, and sixty five miles per hour, uh, which are not very good. And then Manny Machado smokes the ball 112 miles per hour, and it's a double play to end the game. So can't chalk it up to just one inning, but I mean that one inning did kind of cost them. So um, 
at this point, it looks like the Cardinals pretty much have that second spot. Like you said, they've got four games on the Reds. Uh, the Padres are five to go. games back. Yeah, with I mean, twelve four, to go, four games, twelve games to go. Very unlikely that anything is gonna anything's gonna change there. Uh, the more interesting race at this point is definitely in in the American League, where it's just a three way. It's it's basically. I mean, there's a the three way chance pause. That, there's a there's well. an outside chance that uh, Oakland or Seattle takes a, a spot somehow, but it looks like it's between the three teams in the AL East. It's the Red Sox who have the first spot right now, six wins in a row, uh, big time for them. Toronto still has that second spot, even though they've cooled down a little bit from their just insane hot streak to start the month. And then the Yankees half a game back. So, do you, th- do you think the Red Sox continue this winning streak? Do you think they can sustain this? I'm not scared about the Red Sox. Sorry, I they might get they might host the game whatever. I like the Blue Jays right now. I I'm scared of the Blue Jays. If there's one team I'm scared of, it's the Blue Jays. It doesn't care that they've cooled off. Uh, the and Yankees, if the Yankees make the the Yankees make the wild card game, they have the best one game lineup. Toronto, you can argue as well, but Red Sox probably start Chris Sale. Eh, I don't know. They look good. A healthy Chris Sale is great. Of course, Some. um, but I, I I feel for Seattle. Seattle's trying. That's not going to happen. Um, I don't know, man. I I'm really scared that this Blue Jays team is going to make a run. Yeah, and I'm glad I mean, that the Astros aren't going to be playing them. Hopefully, you just keep looking at that expected wins and losses. Their run differential is so high. They're ex- Expected wins and losses is 93 and 58, which means they are currently underperforming by eight games based on their expected wins and loss. Um, Their run differential is 35 runs better than the Chicago White Sox, who are getting ready to clinch the AL Central. Uh, And they're 40 runs behind the Astros, five runs ahead of the Rays. So essentially their record right now should be what the Rays record actually is. and just for whatever reason, they haven't been able to put things together to, to, you know, actually win those close games. So I, I absolutely understand what you're saying. I think a one-game series between Toronto and the Yankees especially would be super interesting because as we might get into in a little bit, there's, a, there's quite a hot Cy Young debate in the American League between the two guys that would probably start that game, Robbie Ray and Garrett Cole. So I think that's going to be – Interesting if it happens, even if Sale and, and the Red Sox end up being in that one team one game playoff. I think that's gonna be a great game, no matter which two of those three teams are in. Um, but at the end of the day, I think the Rays come out of the division series there. Unless Toronto keeps this up. Yeah. But I mean they played they played Toronto last year in the DS and they steamrolled them. Yeah. But this is a different team. They have George Springer and they have Marcus Simeon. So who knows? And Robbie Ray. And Robbie. Did they have Ray last year? They did have Robbie Ray last year. Well, they didn't have this version of Robbie Ray last year. Mm-mm. Uh I don't know. I I like Toronto. Love the Rays, though. Love the I I'm just glad the Astros are playing the White Sox. And if you would have told me that going into the All-Star break, I would have been no no, you're not. But I am right now. Um I mean, let's watch I feel what confident. we say. Houston's only two and a half games behind the Rays. If the Rays decide that they would rather play the White Sox in the division series, uh, they could have a say in that. If they sit their starters well, these last couple weeks. I mean, it's harder to do in baseball than it is in basketball. But In that um, situation, you're rooting for the Red Sox then. Yeah. 
I guess. But it, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, Houston's guys that they're calling up from AAA are just absolutely mashing the ball. It started with Jake Myers after the deadline. Uh, I, I know Peter Solomon got a win the other day. And they got the abruptly put down, back down to the taxi squad, which yeah. is fine. He's stretched out. I mean, it makes sense. Be like it's called back up. But, Owen, I think the name you're looking for, and we're both looking for, is the Dog Jose Siri. I've said I've talked many minutes about Brother Jose Siri from the time I saw him in Sugarland. Four home runs in his last 24 at-bats, all of which have been pimped. Three stolen bases. He is making himself known that he's going to have a playoff spot or a playoff roster spot, forcing his way into the roster, forcing his way into the cards for Dusty Baker. And I love it. I love the guy. The passion, the energy, everything about him is amazing. Absolutely. I mean, it was just a week ago I I was saying I'd rather have the extra bullpen arm than him, but it's honestly hard to disagree with that right now. I mean, his stats don't look as good now after an over five night tonight that doesn't that doesn't count in those 24 at bats so it's only four homers and 29 at bats now oh no but i mean he's he's had four homers and three stolen bases in his last 10 games most of which of those are at least half of which of those he came in as a pinch runner or defensive sub so i mean you put you you extrapolate those numbers over a full season he's a 2020 guy right now uh, so it's going to be interesting to see him getting regular bats next year. I would hope as part of the major league roster, I don't really see a scenario in which he's not. Um, I don't know. I mean, we've got Brantley obviously taking a spot. Tucker obviously taking a spot. I would think McCormick has also got a spot. And then if you want to count Jordan as a fourth outfielder, then after that for your fifth, do you go Myers or do you go Siri? Or do you go both? And that's kind of where it's going to be a little bit muddy for this team to see what we want to do. But Siri and Myers for sure right now are both making a case to be on the roster next year because both of them have had their, I mean, their, their immense successes uh, since being called up. And that's a, that's always a good thing to see. Yeah. It it shows that the pipeline's good. We could also talk about Jeremy Pena who just tonight hit three home runs, one of them inside the parker, but the the last one, a walk-off home run. Uh, if Carlos Correa does indeed walk, this is your guy. And, uh, he looks good. I, I mean, short, small sample size, but still, he looks good. Um, I just, you know, if you're James a former Click, top 100 player, yeah. has he ever been a top 100? I believe so. I want to say he was. Um, yeah, he was know. 66. I, I, I think this team retools next, next year and – Without Correa, it sucks, but maybe you just got to deal with it. You've seen arms like Solomon come in and perform, just waiting for an opportunity. Um, obviously, that's not the case, but I mean, you can't replace Justin Verlander with anybody. But um, knowing that you have guys like Hunter Brown, Peter Solomon, in, in a farm system that many looked over, uh, perform and perform at the highest level is huge for the city. Seth Martinez came in and threw a scoreless inning. Sun Devil. Sun Devil. 113th Sun Devil. Forks up. Uh, forks up. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, but no, the throws are looking good. Uh, you got to feel for the Angels and the Mets because they have to probably end the season knowing that the Detroit Tigers have a better record than them, and they're only four games below 500, Owen. It says more about the Tigers than it does the Mets. That's all I'm saying. I mean... Heimer Candelario, criminally underrated player. Uh, he has put together 
a few good hitting seasons in a row now, and he kind of just doesn't get the recognition he deserves. I mean, a 273 batting average this season, 16 home runs. It's a three-war season. That's that's good. 122 OPS plus. He's a switch hitting, uh, I mean, corner infielder. He gets the job done for that team, and he has been, I would argue, fairly overlooked this year. He, I mean, he literally leads the major leagues in doubles right now. And I don't think half of the major league baseball's pool of fans could tell you what team he plays for. So probably not. Probably that's not. my little thing on him. Uh, I've also done a thing on Jonathan scope before giving him the love he deserves. And he did a little bit. Uh, there was even a scope for the all-star game movement that, that fell just a little bit short. I want to say, unless he did make it, but not next year, next year, he's there for sure. Easy. Absolutely. Money. Cedric Mullins. Akil Badu is back as well. Yeah. So. Spencer Torkelson next year, which is going to be great. He's going to, yeah, uh, he'll make an appearance for sure. He's going to get super tuned, but he'll, he'll be there. He'll be there mid-May. Mid-May. Yeah, they'll manipulate him for sure. Yeah, yeah I, it might even be later than that, honestly. Yeah. But him and Riley Green should be there next year. I, I was I was trying to I knew they had another like top, top prospect uh that was that was just about ready, but Riley Green's gonna be 21 next year. Uh MLB.com says his ETA is next season. So it'll be fun to see both of those guys. Exactly. Exactly. Um when it comes to the MVP race, Owen. I think you got to go Bryce Harper in the NL, even though they don't, because it, you're looking at the three front runners are probably none of them are going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Bryce has had overall, and you were giving Soto some love last week, but I think Bryce is the way to go right now. It's it's hard to it's hard to argue anything else. I mean, Soto has had such an amazing um, second half to the season. I mean, his on base percentage for the whole second half of the year is literally above 500. 462 for the entire season which is just insane uh but with that being said bryce harper actually still has an ops 56 points higher than soto um slugging percentage is nearly 100 points higher batting average is about the same and then he loses a little bit on on base percentage but uh harper has just been absolutely insane he was the sole reason the phillies even had a shot at that second wild card spot for a little bit um and and that's gotta play a factor that's yeah, play for sure, for sure. And the only way I see it taking a wild turn at the end of the year is if somehow um, the Padres make an improbable comeback and Tatis leads them from five games back with 12 games to go into the second wild card spot, which just simply isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have told you Tatis was, a, was going to actually be competition a couple weeks ago, but... At this point, I think it's Harper. And then in the American League, uh, I think we're both firmly in agreement that Shohei Otani is the MVP. I, as much as as how good Vladdy has had a good second half, Shohei has the ace up his sleeve. He pitches. You, you, you can't you can't guard that. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, I'm sorry, Vladdy. He's had a fantastic season. I, I, if Vladdy wins the triple crown, maybe I don't think he's going to win the he's triple not crown. Gonna, he's ten RBIs behind. He's not going to yeah. win. Yeah. Um, That's not you got to give it to Shoei. You got to give it to Shoei, and MLB wants to give it to Shoei. Is the key? Absolutely, um, absolutely. Um, although both of them are good at growing the game. Um, yeah, I think and, it's and interesting when you. Or what do you got to say? What do you got to say? I mean, I was gonna say. Speaking of that triple crown race, the guy who's taking it from him is a catcher. Uh, Salvador Perez is having one of the best offensive seasons we have ever seen from a catcher. Unbelievable! Out of nowhere. 
Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, he's always had that kind of pop. A lot of his issues over the past few seasons, especially, have been health related. Just couldn't stay, couldn't stay on the field. But here we are. He's played every game this season, I believe. Uh, he he has 151 games. That is second in the major leagues behind his teammate Whit Merrifield. So just the fact that a catcher is doing that in the first place is insane. Um, and on top of that, he leads the league in in homers. Yeah, him and him and Vladdy are tied for the major league lead in home runs. Crazy. So um it's officially the we, most homers by a, a catcher in a season that's crazy and remember we were squawking at the fact that he was in the home run derby but look at him now just slugging crazy crazy to think about good for salvi um when it comes to the cy young i i think it's no no if fans are but it's gonna be max scherzer in the nl uh see talk about i mean it. i know you want to give it to corbin but you got to think about what scherzer has done since he's been traded it, it, yeah. it is nearly unhittable yeah recency bias will give it to scherzer even though corbin burns literally just got done throwing a no hitter exactly um, but i mean when you do side-by-side -side comparisons i'm not looking at the like fip numbers or babip or any of that i'm just looking at like the basic stuff I know for a fact Corbin Burns has a better FIP. He has one of the best single season FIPs of all time. Um, but what the writers are looking at is ERA, which Scherzer has the lead in. Um, wins, even though they shouldn't be, Scherzer has the lead in. Uh, innings pitched, Scherzer has a slight lead. Whip, Scherzer has the lead. Opponent batting average, Scherzer has the lead. And strikeout, Scherzer has the lead. So if you want to go and do a little bit of digging underneath, um, I, I think there's a legitimate case for Corbin Burns as the Cy Young award winner, but I don't think it's going to be close. I, I think Scherzer gets it pretty easily. Yeah, easily, in my opinion. Um, I got to go. I You got to think Robbie Ray here, AL Cy. Yeah. I, after, I don't even after think Cole's, it should be. I, after Cole's last couple appearances, you got to give it to Robbie Ray. He's pitching the best. He just got done getting booed out of Yankee Stadium. So yeah, I mean you can't give a guy like that a, a, a Cy Young. Come on now. Um, and then when it comes to rookies of the year, uh, gotta be Randy Rosarena right now. As much as I would love to give it to like a Luis Garcia, but um, Randy's Ryan been doing Mountcastle. Yeah, both him too. He's been good for that. I, Orioles I mean, at least too, for that matter, was an All Star. He's been way way cooler the second half of the season, but. Randy's I, I been a consistently good ball player and absolutely. he's going to get rewarded as such. I mean, when yeah. you, when you start your career in the playoffs and then you continue it into the next year, it, it you, you're not just looking at the 2021 season. You're looking at what he did in, you know, what he did in the playoffs. Got to. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm heavy, heavy on the Jonathan India train for NL rookie of the year. He's, he's a dog. He's a dog. That's great. He I don't think great. there's anybody else that is challenging him right now. I mean, his, his, I was, I was looking up the Vegas odds just to make sure, like, I wasn't forgetting anyone. He's like a minus eleven hundred, I want to say. Um, second on the list, I think, is Patrick Wisdom. Maybe I could He's see Wisdom. I could see Wisdom getting votes. Um, Frank Schwindel maybe gets. Oh, Trevor Rogers was actually second on the list. I remember now. Um, and Trevor Rogers would be a good pick as well, but I, I do think it is going to be. Trevor India or Trevor Jonathan India. Trevor um, India, love he's, it. He's he's been he's been putting everything together this year. Eight thirty three exactly. OPS, twenty homers, um, twenty nine doubles. I mean he's gonna he's got fifty extra base hits already. That's 
that's impressive. So very much so. I don't know. I'm so excited for the end of this. I think we can all wrap all but I, I'm gonna all but maybe, you know, quote me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. I'm gonna wrap it up. Cardinals are gonna get the second wild card spot. Uh, and I'm hoping that Toronto gets the other second wild card spot and then we'll be rocking and rolling. Um when it comes to division winners, there's not really a race anymore. Uh, we pretty much know who's going to win. Uh, so just think, oh, and next week we're going to talk about the last week of the season, talk about seeding, and then the next week after that we're going to have wild yeah. card games and playoff I, baseball. Yeah. I mean, the only races at this point are obviously those three teams in the AL East. Only two can make it, and they're all within two games of each other. And then which team out of the NL West is going to have to play in the wild card? Giants right exactly. now have a one-game lead. Uh, but the Dodgers have won nine of their last ten, so it's just can can the Giants hold off long enough? I think um, they can. I mean, the the luck that they're getting, Owen, less yeah. than eighty mile per hour exit velocities. I mean, the baseball gods are with them. Baseball right gods Maybe are I, in them. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know. Looking forward to it. Uh, looking forward to a really good. I mean, this is a good episode, Owen. We, we talked yeah. about a ton. Got a lot of new stuff. We we recorded in the morning. Recorded in the AM. Finish it in the PM. Working and working and working, working around our schedules, keeping it busy, keeping it real. Um, I don't know. I mean, during during our hiatus in between recording the pieces, we had a we had a J Cole single drop, which was good. A uh, little little sampling off a certified lover boy, which was good. Um, but overall, busy week. Looking forward to this week. Uh, we got Texans Panthers Thursday night football, and then get to see Jose Siri do Jose Siri things. I cannot be more excited. Yeah, I, I fully plan on making this week my best week, Zach. That's good, because you should too, ladies and gentlemen. You know how you do that? You follow Owen on Twitter, at Owen Kiska with two eyes. Make sure you do that. Follow our 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 Twitter, at Controlled Chaos Pod. That's controlled, spelled C-N-T-R-L-D, Chaos Pod on Twitter. Click our link tree. Subscribe to our playlist. You know you want them. You know you need them. You got to have them. And then while you're at it, you can follow me on Twitter, at Wooly Zach. So, Owen, what what, what should they do? Um, just in general, or just in general, they should what? They should make what should they make this week? Oh yeah, make it your best week. I already, I already yeah. said I'm doing it, so you might as well too. Yeah, um, might as well too. Make this week your best week, ladies hey, and gentlemen. Brush your teeth twice a day. Yes, uh, at least two square meals, three if you can if you can manage it. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I don't usually hit three, so. I'm a big I'm a big proponent of the 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 two square meal a day guy, but you could Brunch do three if you want. Go for it. Go Brunch for it. Brunch and dinner with a little bit of grazing in between. Exactly. That's that's Absolutely. how that's how you do. Sprinkle a little bit of happiness in your week. Keep this week. Keep your energy up. Keep make just make it a good week, everybody. So on that note, make this week your best week. Keep that same energy, and we'll catch you next week. Deuces. Yes.